0: Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Connie Inukai. Connie is a serial entrepreneur, award-winning inventor, author of How I Got My Product on QVC, The Today Show, The View, and more in retirement, and creator of Write Your Selfie, Tip and Split, and Grandmapreneur. Connie did all of this after retiring as an adjunct professor teaching technical writing at the University of Maryland and Johns Hopkins University. Today, Connie is here to tell us about her latest book, Retirement, Dream Big, take action, make money. Love that title. I just love it. Welcome, Connie. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. And thank you for having
1: me on your your podcast. I love your podcast. Thank, thank you. Me. I'm
0: happy to have you here again. So we last talked when we recorded episode number 43. So now we're up in the hundreds. So I'm not sure what number you're going to be yet, but we're in the hundreds. Um, but 43 was back in July of 2021. And a lot has happened since then. So tell us a little bit about Tip and Split and Write Your Own Selfie for the people who might not have heard about that. And then we're going to talk about your new book. So go ahead, tell us.
1: Okay, thank you. So I actually became uh, an inventor at age 68. Mm. And um, I I uh, retired from teaching, uh, because I had so many ideas uh, to work on. And retirement seemed like the best thing to do for me. So my first invention is called Tip and Split. And this is a little handheld device that people can use. As we get older, our eyes start getting worse. And I know I always had a problem going out to restaurants because I couldn't read the small print on the menu and the bill. And also the restaurants were too dark. So my invention has a magnifying glass, so you can read the small print. It has a light on the back. So it's not so distracting, but you can actually see and you don't have to look for a candle in the restaurant. Yeah, That's great. And it can also figure out a tip and split the bill in three seconds. So I call it tip and split.
0: That's great. And it's about the size of a little calculator for the people who are just listening to the podcast and don't see it. It's It looks just like a calculator, but it's got all those built-in features, which are fabulous. So that was your first thing. At 68, that's amazing.
1: Right, right, right. So I had no idea how to become an inventor, but I'm not afraid to learn. And that's one of the things that I stress to people who are retirement age. Don't be afraid to learn. Because you know, people are afraid to learn and that doesn't help, right? So, I love to learn new things, so I learned all about inventing. And actually, after I uh invented this product, I tried to get publicity for my product, and uh, I paid a lot of money to people, and nobody actually helped me. Wow, so I got my own publicity, so then I wrote a book, right? So, I, I uh give this book to people who want to get their own publicity and are kind of sick of getting ripped off by people who don't, who just take your money.
0: Right. And you got on all all the big shows by yourself. Like you did all, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now I'm trying it again. Good for you. (laughs) I hope it works. I think it should. We'll see. Uh During, during COVID,
1: I decided not to promote tip and split because it was for eating out in restaurants. Right. And I didn't want to encourage elderly people to go out to eat besides all the restaurants were closed. Right. So I tried to do something that I could do from the comfort of my home and never have to go out. So what I did is I gathered all of my favorite pictures and I put them in a book about me because I have six grandchildren and I want them to know about me after I'm gone. Right. So how are they going to
0: know about me? By reading my book. And again, it's a beautiful book and it's all about Connie. (laughs) It's all about me.
1: Right. And I I think I'm about one year old in that picture. Right. And I like that I found that picture and it feels like I'm reaching out to people. It does. Yes. It's it's for my
0: grandchildren. Wonderful. And
1: I want them to know that grandma used to be young once.
0: Yeah, because they don't realize that. They really yeah. do <laughs> Right.
1: So this whole picture is about my ancestry mm-hmm. and about uh, me growing up. And even, well, uh, yeah.
0: Anything you yeah. want to share with your family, which I think it's so important to do that. Because once you're gone, they can't ask you questions anymore. Exactly. And I meet so many people who had
1: questions that they wish they could have asked their grandparents. Yes, me, I still have them. Yep, absolutely. So one of my favorite pictures was something I found out that my mother never told me. This is a picture of my grandparents from my mother's side. Mm -hmm. And the picture says, Grandma Ella and Grandpa Arthur moved to the United States from Poland. They missed the ship over to the United States in 1912 because Ella was pregnant and had morning sickness. The ship they missed was the Titanic.
0: Oh, that's huge! Oh my no. God! So
1: nobody, nobody would would know
0: about this unless no. I told them.
1: Right? And I didn't even know it. My mother never told me. Oh, but my when gosh. I was doing my book of my life, I contacted right. my relatives. And one of my cousins told me that story because Ugh. it was his father, my uncle, right. who our grandmother was pregnant with.
0: And See, so- and those kind of stories get lost because even though some people in the family know, not everyone does, and we forget to talk about them. We just forget.
1: So, so all my favorite stories are in my book. And oh, I that's great. Feel uh, delve into my ancestry because I'm Jewish, and in Judaism you usually name a new baby after somebody who's recently deceased. Yes. So I go into who in my family was named after who. Okay. Nice. And then, then I say, um, this is not research that I had to do, but it's something that I knew. It says, my name is Connie. It's not a Jewish name. <laughs> and here's how I got that name. My mother named my older sister, Sharon, and told my dad that he could choose my name. He chose Francis. When my mom asked my dad where he got that name, he said it was his old girlfriend. Mom was furious and looked at the nurse's badge. Her name was Connie. And that's how I got my name.
0: Oh, my God. That is so the nurse was Connie. You know, that's funny because my daughter, Lisa, her name is Lisa Christiana and My husband wanted the first name to be Christiana, but that was an old girlfriend. So I go, no, we'll put it second, but it's not going to be her first name. Isn't that a riot? But he just liked that name. But you got the name from the nurse. I love it. Yeah,
1: because everybody asks me, because Connie is not a Jewish name. No, no, it's more like
0: Italian or Spanish. Italian, yes, yes. And probably Uh Spanish too, but big Italian name. Yep. Yep.
1: And so uh, what's interesting is... um, I was reading on Facebook yesterday and Connie Francis just had a birthday. She's 10 years older than me. Oh, and I
0: love her. She is Reaches. so fabulous. And her
1: name is Connie Francis and my yes. name was actually <laughs> Francis and then Connie. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so so I, you know, so so this so I fill my book with interesting stories. Right. It's all about me growing up. So I think all of these stories are so interesting.
0: They are. Um, They really are. And then you've had the pictures to go along with it. So tell us how you created this that other people can do. What I did is I went through 17 photo albums and took
1: out the pictures I liked. Okay. And I scanned those pictures. And I gathered them and then I wrote a little caption for each picture Mm -hmm. because a lot of people have scrapbooks or photo albums, but nobody knows what they are. Right. Right. After they're gone, who's going to know? So I write a caption for each picture Uh. to explain it. And another great thing about this is that uh, after I'm gone, my kids are going to come to my house and see drawers full of pictures and they don't know what to do with them. Right. I'm going to say, throw them away. I saved the ones I want.
0: There you go. Right. Yeah, because they're going to have to throw a lot. I was talking about that recently, too, because I'm downsizing and I have a ton of photos and I know most of them are going to wind up in the trash. But once I move to Florida next year, I'm going to do what you did, pull out my favorites and I'm going to make a book like that because there's so many very interesting stories that I have forgotten to share, even with my own children. So- it's it's a great thing and you built a program around that i believe right exactly. so that- i help people write that write their life story
1: right, and right if they want to um i wrote an ebook about exactly how i did it and they can have my ebook for free
0: oh uh, that's great if you that's go great. to
1: writeyourselfie.com and contact me i'll do that the only thing is if they want to work with me i'll charge them uh, like, you know, little, I know yeah. that people who are retired don't have a lot of money, right? but they can have my book for free and do it on
0: their own. That's great. And maybe their children will help them. So right, if right, they've got right. the book that gives them the, it's the guideline for it, then they can have other people help. But some people might actually like having you help them. And if they have the money, why not? Because there are older people that have money. There are. There's a lot that don't, but there are a lot that saved a lot or, you know, they, they have more money available. So, Well, this is a
1: project that I absolutely love. And one of the things that I'm doing now, Terry, is I I'm going into assisted living centers, mm-hmm. and I really want to work with people who have dementia, but not them, their children. Ah, to write it because the person with dementia wouldn't know about it. But if you brought them their pictures, certain pictures would cause a reaction because right. although they have poor short-term memory, their long-term right. memory is intact. Right.
0: Right. So so that's my latest my latest project. Oh, I love that. That is so because people with dementia just aren't getting the attention they need and kids don't really know what to do so now the other thing you can do with that is have the kids bring some of their parents favorite music because when they hear old tunes it kind of jogs the men memory and especially if they know there were certain songs that are around certain events in their life that will bring things back and they might start talking again so music is wonderful that's a whole new business yeah yeah you can do that one (laughs) i'll let you It's a whole new business. You'll do the picture part. I'm I'm kind of overwhelmed with what I'm doing now. Oh, I know. You do so much. It's just amazing. I don't know how you get so much accomplished. And you just had a birthday yesterday, I believe, right? Yes, I did. So today is the 14th of December. So your birthday was the 13th. And do you mind sharing how old you are? Okay, I don't mind it one bit. I'm 75 years old. Oh, and you look fantastic and you accomplish much more than many, many younger people do. You really do. Well, I
1: think that's the secret to staying young. Yes. Uh, to always be busy and uh, to do things that mean a lot to you. And all of the work that I'm doing, like Tip and Split, that's for older people. Right. And Write Your Selfie, that's for probably older people also, because right. we're the ones who want to be remembered. Right. And are on. Right. So so the, the, that's my target audience. So what I did is I wrote a book. Um
0: exactly uh when you about retirement. So is that your new book retirement dream big take action and make money. I love that title. I love it. Thank it's you. great. This, this is my book. Beautiful cover.
1: Thank you. And the reason the reason I wrote it is because when somebody retires, everybody's gonna go after them about retirement plans and investing and what to how to make enough money. Right. You know, how to save their money. Everything right. is about retirement plans. I do something a little different. <laughs> I say, why not start a business in your retirement?
0: Exactly. That's what I say too. It's so important. So and not you've done everything. You started a business. You wrote a book. Like some people just write books. Some people just start a business. But you're doing a little bit of everything. You're an inventor, and you started a business, and you've written a couple of books. So you're doing it all. Well,
1: I'll tell you. Um, I wrote an article for Entrepreneur Magazine mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of this year, and it's called Six Reasons to pursue entrepreneurship in your retirement that's the basis for my book okay oh, wow and i'll tell let me tell you the reasons the first one is to stay active yes because when you when you're retired and have a business you're forced to stay active you are forced and you're forced to learn new things and that's exactly. important exactly right. i'm not afraid to learn new things i knew nothing about inventing but i learned how to do it right. i knew nothing about writing a book <laughs> But I did it. Right. Okay. Right. Now I'm learning how to promote my book. Okay. Right. <laughs> so thank you for having me here. So the second reason to pursue entrepreneurship is the first one is it keeps you um, active. Mm-hmm. Okay, the second one is keep it keeps you mentally alert because so many people, when they retire, start getting chronic illnesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and the biggest fear is dementia. But I am so mentally active, I cannot imagine dementia creeping into my brain. Right, Right? Because yep. I'm too active. Yep, yep, uh uh-huh. That's important. uh uh-huh. The third reason to have an entrepreneurship is to um, pursue a passion. Right Because while we're work- while we're younger, we always have like a nine to five job or something like that. And we have to report to somebody else. Right. Now I have nobody to report to only myself, (laughs) but I'm good enough that, that I report to myself on a daily basis. So you can find something that you're passionate about, like maybe something you did in the past or maybe, um, um, some hobby.
0: Or something you didn't get to do like me. I always wanted to be an inspirational speaker when I was younger in my thirties and forties. It didn't happen for many reasons. So once I was getting near retirement, I, I was doing real estate, but I said, when I retire, I want to do something else. What can I do? I love to talk. I love to help people. And I I wanted to be inspirational. So voila, there's my podcast. So that's exactly right. That's exactly how I came about with the podcast. So I'm, I'm connecting to the right person. Yes, absolutely.
1: So, so, so I was a writing teacher for 40 plus years. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I think that that gives me credibility to help people write their life story. Yes. Because I can help them uh, write their stories, but although it's short, it's mostly captions, but I can help them put in their captions that right. will reach their children. My write your selfie, the book about my life is not for to sell to anybody. It's to give to my grandchildren. Yes. Okay. The, the, um, the fourth, okay. The fourth reason to pursue, um, entrepreneurship, and this is a biggie is to supplement your income, right? Because when we, when we're about to retire, we probably didn't plan. And we also didn't plan to live so long. Right. Many people did. Maybe our pension isn't enough. So if you have a little side business or entrepreneurial business, you can actually help to pay your bills and to, to create a new source of
0: income in your retirement. Absolutely. And the thing about retirement, like I remember when my father first retired, he was getting like 1200 a month from his city pension. And that was a lot of money when he retired. But 10 years out? He's getting the same money, and now it's not. And twenty years out, it's even less. And he lived to be ninety-six, so that money was dwindling, dwindling. It wasn't worth what it was when he first retired. So that's something you have to keep in mind when you retire. That sounds like a ton of money, but and today, especially, we see what's happening with inflation. That doesn't happen every year, but this year's been very inflationary. So some people have put off retirement because of that. Exactly. Yeah, but you don't have to. You can start a side hustle. Right, exactly.
1: So that's a really important reason why I have my book. Right. Uh, In retirement, dream big, take action, make money, because we cannot rely on the government to support us if we're going to live a long life. Right. Right. So so, so there I have four reasons. First one is to stay active. The second one is to keep mentally alert. The third one is to pursue a passion. And the fourth one is to supplement your uh, social security or your pension. pension. Yep. And the fifth one is to stay social.
0: Okay. So important, isn't it, Connie? Like people don't realize how important it is for us to be social. And so staying
1: social... Because I'm doing this in my retirement, I'm getting to meet people like you. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I was just staying home watching Netflix, nobody would want to call me and talk to me. No. So I'm staying social. I'm on a number of uh, Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I'm in an inventors community. uh, And I'm in retirement communities. And it gives me the opportunity to meet other people like me or to inspire retirees to do what I'm doing. So yes. Stay social. And the last, the last reason to pursue entrepreneurship in your retirement is to give back to the community.
0: Another thing I talk about all the time. Connie, you are right on point with all of them. We as boomers owe that to our community. So right. you are so right. Well, we have, we've lived a long life. Mm-hmm. We've accumulated a lot of wisdom
1: and yep. it's our turn to give it back. Yes. So I do that with my write your selfie book. Right. i giving it back and actually people can get it free. Right. And I will give them an ebook for free. Right.
0: On how to write their life story. And the fact that you're starting to go into retirement homes as well, assisted communities for the Alzheimer patients, you're giving back there too. So right, you're giving I, back in, in several
1: ways. That's an invisible community, but they mm-hmm. are still people. Yes. and I can't wait to see them living in this assisted community and in the library there having their book. Yes. On display for other people to see or having their book on their bedstand. And when yes. people come to see them, they will look through their book and it will make the person with Alzheimer's lighten up, light yes. up.
0: Yes, absolutely. You're so right. It's such a fabulous idea. It's funny. My grandmother wrote a book Um, She was in Germany during the war. My mother, her daughter, was here. So they were separated during the war, which was very rough. But my grandmother wrote a book of what happened during the war, the hard times that they went through, and she only wrote it for her family. So she was kind of doing that back then. But there weren't a lot of pictures because people didn't have cameras like we have today. Our phone has a camera. So there's a few pictures, but not a whole lot. But she wanted us, her children and her grandchildren, to know the story of what she went through during World War II. So I love having that book. It's very special to me. So well, my my book is not really based on
1: uh cam- camera photos because most of my pictures come from photo albums which right. I'm sure they have. And I yes. do do a lot I don't do a lot of wording right. in my book. Right. Because my grandkids flip through my book. Right. And look at every picture, yes. and then they read it, and then they ask me more questions about it.
0: So it sparks so I, conversation. I exactly. love that. Yes, exactly.
1: Because I think if I would write like a 400-page book right. about right. my life, nobody right. would read it.
0: Well, they would read it after you die because we, I mean, I had it before my grandmother died and I did read it, but I was more connected to it once she was gone. But your book, like you said, they can flip through it and it sparks conversation. So they'll remember those conversations forever once you're gone.
1: Well, I'm kind of glad that they they ask me questions
0: now. Yes, yes, yes. That is wonderful. And I did ask some questions I didn't ask enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but right. that's wonderful.
1: Right. Well, I encourage people when they're writing their life story to contact some relatives. Yes, because that's how I found out about about my grandparents. I have, right. my mother never told me.
0: She never thought of it. To her, it wasn't a bit. And that's so I'm trying to think of different stories to share with my kids, too, because they're to me, they're just little anecdotes. They're not. But the Titanic, that's a biggie. I can't believe she didn't share that. But sometimes Mm -hmm. we have stories that aren't such a big deal, but our kids would love to know them. So I have one picture in my
1: book that my kids absolutely loved. And it's a picture of uh, my mom. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister and one of my brothers standing next to a car. Right. And they said, do you see that car? I think it was a Plymouth. I was born in that car.
0: Oh, my god I couldn't gosh. quite make it
1: to the hospital.
0: Oh, that is so funny. I had an aunt that that happened to her, too. She had her babies in the car on the way to the hospital. That's amazing. And For you- I'm glad you have a picture of that car. That's great. I don't have a picture of me born in the car. No, but you've got the picture.
1: But I have the picture of the car. Yes. So I helped them create a story about that picture. Right. When I saw that picture, I actually asked my neighbor, do you know what kind of car that was?
0: (laughs) You wouldn't know, right?
1: (laughs) No, he's into cars. And so he, he did a lot of research and he told me that was a Plymouth. (laughs) <laughs> that's so, so uh you know so i you know so that's one of the things my grandkids love that picture who yes. would know you yeah. know go figure yeah so in, so in my book my book is based on that that story that i wrote for entrepreneur magazine called six reasons to pursue entrepreneurship in your retirement
0: yeah that's a great also, article
1: also, yeah, so I, I have that. And what I do is, first of all, I write about Dream Big.
0: About what? Dream Big. Oh, yeah, Dream Big. That's huge. Yep, yep. Dream Big. And for that,
1: I found 10 people who started a business in their
0: uh, late 50s or later. So tell me how you found these people. How did you, because I, the, I, I'd be interested in learning how you picked the entrepreneurs you put in the book.
1: Well I try to get a variety good yep of, of people. yep um, my first one well one of my first ones was uh, actually um, a woman named Bibian and she has a horse farm mm-hmm. and I know about her horse farm. She used to be a, a cop. Wow okay and she actually um, uh, loved her job but she always loved horses. Her job was so exciting. As a matter of fact, when I interviewed her, um, she was, do you remember the case of the sniper in Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, when she was a a police officer, actually a sheriff's office, um, the young sniper came to visit her. And wrote her poems and drew a picture of himself on a horse really yeah so she had such an exciting life in the police force yeah okay and then uh she retired because she always wanted to have a horse farm and now she does wonderful so i thought what an interesting story
0: yeah. And and like you said, now is our time to take one of our passions and make it into a business. It's got to be a passion. Otherwise, you won't want to get up every day and do the work needed to do to make it flourish. So you it needs to be a passion. And we didn't, we weren't able to do that as a younger person many times. Exactly. And we can now, right? We can now. And we shouldn't be afraid no. to learn
1: something new. No. Absolutely so she, not. She didn't have to learn something new, but she did have to learn how to run a horse farm and she rents out space right. for other horse owners uh, to to have a, a, a barn
0: right. and a place to live. Yeah, a lot so of she, people do that. They have their horse on a horse farm and then they go and they ride it there because they don't have a barn at home to keep their horse. So they rent out space <laughs> from a horse farm.
1: So one of my other people that I interviewed... Um she she was military um i I don't remember what field I could look it up in the book, but she was military and um she actually loved making documentaries. Ah, oh, amazing. So when she retired from the military, she started her own company where she makes uh documentaries for businesses, for companies, for companies. She wow. She
0: absolutely loves it. See? And so she's doing her passion. Right. So you can do any kind of a business. I think sometimes boomers get stuck and think, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. You can learn to do anything, right? Exactly. 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 So that's what my chapter called Dream Big.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Right. interviewed 10 people who were dreaming big and acted on it. Yes. Yes. For whatever reason. One of the other people that I interviewed is my actual patent attorney. And he was a patent attorney for many, many years, very successful. And then he got Parkinson's disease and he couldn't become a patent attorney because he didn't have the, uh, he couldn't work on the computer. Mm -hmm. So he retired and now he does music. Wow. He's a musician great, and he's teaching a course in how to play the guitar for people with Parkinson's. Oh, that's excellent. Because there's yeah. a ton of people with Parkinson's. I know. And so it's a very good exercise yes. for your hands to get yes. them active. Right. So I have I have 10 stories of people who dream big. Right. Right. <clears throat> and then I said, take action. Yes. That's great. So take I action, it. I give them ways that they can start a business. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, and I give them like the Small Business Association and other uh, organizations that will actually
0: help you. Help you for free. They'll help you for free. There's a lot. Small Business Administration has so many free courses that can teach you about social media, how to market, how to do almost anything. And they will hook you up with someone that will um, counsel you if you need it. All you have to do is ask. Yes. Yes, like
1: score. Yes. I, like score. I, have yes. A, I have a score mentor. Yes, yeah, see? Wow. And he's wonderful. And um, so so I say, Dream big, take action, make money. And then I, I give them ways that they can make money and what grants right. they can give, give right.
0: for making money. Yeah. I think that's a great idea because, and that's one of the reasons uh, my podcast isn't making money now, but once I'm in Florida, I'm going to start to monetize it. There are ways to make money from podcasts. There are a lot of people making a ton of money. I don't need to make a ton. I just need a little extra. So I will monetize it when I get to Florida. So you can make money from almost any kind of side hustle. But like I said, you have to pick a side hustle, like you said, that's your passion. That's key. Well, you are obviously passionate about love your it. Side yep.
1: Hustle. Yep. Absolutely. So, so anyway, in my book, I uh, I teach people how to do it, and and I love what I'm doing because nobody talks about it.
0: Right. Right. And it's so important because our generation is going to be so different from any other generation before us. They really are. And. Right. There's going to be a lot of us that are going to start business, write books, do all kinds of things so that they can share with other boomers. So, uh, and I think it's great. And you've done so much of a lot of very different things. And when COVID came, you said, okay, well now I have to do something else. So then you came up with make your own selfie and then you started writing more books. And so you've done so many different things that other boomers can learn about and, and learn to be like that themselves. Right.
1: Well, I think that uh, it's what keeps me young.
0: Yeah, it does. So I'm sure boomers are wondering, like, how much time do you spend on your business per week? Like, do you have an a rough idea? How many hours you do every day or every week? Well, the good thing is I can make my own time. Yep. And I wake
1: up very early in the morning and I start thinking <laughs> and I start writing and I start making plans. Uh-huh. Okay. Great. And I do it every morning because I love it. Right. I don't do it because I have to, you know, drive to work. Right. I do it right from my home. Right. It's so, so I I spend as much time as I want to. For example, yesterday I took the day off because it was my birthday and my grandkids came to celebrate with me. So, I can do that. I can take right. time off whenever I want to.
0: And I understand you, your grandchildren come after school a couple days a week. So you spend that time with them and it's great because you can make your own schedule.
1: Right. And I just love it because I I call myself a grandmapreneur. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I trademarked the name, Uh grandmapreneur, and the first part is always grandma.
0: Yeah. See that
1: first, an entrepreneur second.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great. And it's so great that they live close enough and you can be there with them and with, uh, you know. Being a boomer, we can make our own schedules and if you only want to spend 10 hours a week on something, well then that's all you do. You like you can pick the amount of time you want to spend. You exactly. want to spend more because you really love it, then you spend more, but the wonderful to- thing about being a boomer and you're semi-retired is you decide how much time you want to spend. And you know, you do it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And one of my favorite quotes that I have on my desk is there is freedom waiting for you in the breezes of the sky. And you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly?
0: See that? And that's that's by Aaron Hansen. And I live by that. That is so true. It's wonderful. What if I fly? And you know what? You fall the first time you try something else, you'll fly the next time. Like, you know, you can't be afraid of failure. Right. And by being a kick-ass baby boomer, right, we failed many times. Yes, But we're yes. not afraid. We're not afraid. No, nope, We're definitely not afraid. Absolutely. So tell us where people can find you. Give us your website and any other contact information you want to share. Okay.
1: Well, my website is real easy. It's called grandmopreneur.com. That is easy. <laughs> uh-huh. And on my website, I have about tip and split my invention. And I have about write your selfie.
0: Great. Great. Okay. And And the um, new book is on there too, right? If they want to buy the new
1: book, I have to put it on there. I have another website for my book.
0: Okay. And it's called
1: Connie Inukai author.com.
0: Okay. So there they can find all of your books, I guess yes okay all of the books including the new one and anyone who wants to know how to market should go back and get that book that you wrote right after you were the inventor so um they can get that now and use that to help them market whatever it is they want to right that's great so i love what you do terry and you. thank you so much for having me on your show You're welcome. And I'm so happy to have you because, um, you know, I know you're going to be an inspiration to many other boomers and boomers that are already doing it. Now they can feel even better like, wow, Connie's doing all of that. Maybe I can try something else too. So it keeps you young. It does keep you young. It absolutely does. So Connie is living proof that second act entrepreneurs can succeed. Uh, So don't forget to pick up Connie's new book, Retirement dream big, take action, make money. You'll get some instant inspiration and then go to her website and you can learn about all the other things she does. So thank you, Connie, for joining us on Kick-Ass Boomers again today. You are truly an inspiration to baby boomers everywhere. And you're definitely a kick-ass boomer. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, you, Connie. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our kick ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. This podcast is sponsored by Premier Podcast Productions. Let's face it, everybody loves to make podcasts and vodcasts, but nobody wants to edit them. At Premier Podcast Productions, we professionally edit and distribute podcasts and vodcasts for companies around the world. Contact us at premierpodcastpros at gmail.com.